The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From Rare Dead Stock, the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media and the Mazodcast will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com sneakers will enter you in a drawing for one pair of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram, ebay.com sneakers, and enter for a pair of Air Force Ones. This is the Mazzotcast. Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to the Mazzotcast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? And we're coming to you just after Missouri's first NCAA tournament game in uh, four years, I guess. Uh, it's 9 o'clock Saturday night. Mizzou just lost to the Oklahoma Sooners, 72-68. to Shocking. Well, it's an interesting place we find ourselves. Obviously, the Tigers had a lead mm-hmm. at the half. They had a lead late into the second half of this game. They they fought back from I think it nine was point, a nine point deficit at, time, at yeah. the worst part. Yeah, let's get into it, Brennan. Let's uh, talk about we can't shoot. That's our, one of our biggest problems. Conzo Martin's subbing, and I don't know. I like I said, everybody. You know, if you listen, if you look at Rock M Nation right now, wagging their finger in everybody's face about being upset about Conzo Martin and the outcome of this game, you'd think I'm crazy. But I don't think Conzo's a very good coach. I basically thought that forever. And I was watching this game tonight, Brennan, and I uh, saw one of Tillman's fouls was a just a cheap, stupid over the back. And then another one was where he just rode a guy like a like fucking secretariat down the baseline and got a foul called on him. And then looks at the ref with, like, what? Me? I'm just like, imagine Tillman playing for Mike Krzyzewski and making the same fucking stupid fouls as a senior. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just, I feel like that's coaching. Yeah. You can't coach that out of him because I feel like you could coach it out of him. Like, I just watched these, this team make the same mistakes over and over and over and over and over. And over again. And I just, and when people go, Collins is a good coach because we've been to the tournament twice in four years and lost immediately, as if that wallpaper's over the garbage product that is on the court night after night. I mean, thank Christ for Drew Smith and Tillman. Don't get me wrong. I, of all the people I shouldn't be hard on, it's Tillman, but and, Tillman and is the same raw player he was four fucking years ago. I don't think he's the same player. You're right. I mean, he's he's an exaggeration. Improved. You're right. But he does make a many of the same mistakes. And none of these guys throughout the season, seem to stop making the same mistakes. That is why I look at coaching. You know, there's well, never any correction to the offense. There's never any correction to the defense. We all just, we play the same garbage shit every goddamn game, and I see no appreciable difference. 
Well, I'll tell you one thing about So you tell me where the coaching is, Rock M Nation. <laughs> we lose close games over and over and over and over, and we give up leads over and over and over and over. And if you can't blame that on the coach, who in the world can you blame it on? I mean, he, they're his players at this point. And, you know, I said something to Colin while we were watching this game. I think we saw the University of Ohio Bobcats. They're, they're just their third year. They're going to make it into the second round. They're third face, year. And they're going up against Creighton, two schools that we ought to be better than, you know, on a regular basis. No, we certainly... made the tournament twice in four years. Didn't you yeah. hear? Well, I, what I'm getting at is the point. This isn't football. We should be super happy. This... What are you What are you talking, complaining about, asshole? This isn't football. Brennan, stop. Stop complaining. <laughs> Uh, this is this isn't football. Alabama and Clemson are going to be in the top five every year, and there's almost no way to break in. You know, we can want that to happen, and maybe one day it will, but it's very rare in football. I mean, football is a sport where the same teams stay at the top all the time. Basketball, it's a single elimination tournament. There's 64, 68 teams involved, and teams like University of Ohio and Creighton can have success. There's no reason with our resources at the University of Missouri that we shouldn't be able to, within four years, <laughs> be able to be that, – that's the thing. Really, a basketball program is just one or two players away from turning things around overnight, and we've seen it a lot. So here's the thing about Conzo-led team and his defenders, be it Rockham Nation, be it fans who feel that if you're critical, then Truthers. you're a bad fan. We've seen this movie before, and it was called the Barry Odom Horror Film, and – I think you and the Kim Anderson. Don't forget how many Kim Anderson truthers there were. Yeah, but they were so that rock up the hill. The Kim Anderson truthers are like their own little world. I mean, that there's those are the same as flat earthers. Essentially, (laughs) I mean, that was the worst era of our basketball program ever. And it just goes to show how some fans are so dedicated to whatever we're doing right now that they will never see something changing as a positive. But what we know from watching the Barry Odom horror movie was that those same people who said Barry Odom needs another ten years to know whether he's a good football coach or not keep Barry Odom. And keep Barry Odom around. Those are the same people that rolled out a red carpet and couldn't be more thrilled for Eli Drinkwitz to now be here. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you right now, I know that Conzo Martin is not going to get fired because of the business of basketball yeah, and because of the contract of it. But what I will say is that if we did get rid of Conzo Martin at some point in the nearer future and we hired a new basketball coach and he was exciting and he brought in good players and recruited well, these same people who are saying you can't get rid of Conzo because we <laughs> enough time. At this point, Colin, I do have the same number of NCAA basketball wins for the University of Missouri that Conzo Martin has. And he's been the coach for four years. We can do better than this. And well, I we're see, you it. think you've made a good point with Creighton and Ohio talk. You think that that's a good point. But what did have you considered we went to two NCAA tournaments in the last four years and lost both games and have a bunch of fourth and fifth starters playing basketball? I mean, we've recruited some really great fourth and fifth starters and and are playing them as if they're all... I mean, have you considered all those things, Brennan? Because I don't think you have. Because if you you look at the... According to those, some people, that is... All you need to know. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we can't... Brennan, you expect us to be Creighton? I mean, come on now. Yeah, right. Jeez, that bar is a little too high. If we're setting our sights at Creighton and we can't (laughs) reach it... Come on now. What are we talking about? We're At that point, let's just admit we're right and everybody else is wrong. Well, I just get – what I get tired of is being lambasted as if we're being negative or stupid for just wanting for to – like, It's just year four. It's the same old thing. For it's complete the, years. It's the same thing over and over for four years. How many bites of a shit sandwich do you got to eat before you realize you're eating a shit sandwich? And that's – I just – again, I uh, part of the reason I'm revved up is one, we lost, and two – because it's already on on Twitter. That, that people going to war. What should we? Yeah, it's going to be one of those nights where Mizzou fans go at each other instead mm. of other teams. Well, it's, I just, I just the Conzo truthers. I just want to go. Are you blind? Do you not know anything about basketball? You not watched basketball? What did you see tonight that made you happy? The same thing I asked in the, the SEC tournament. What did you see tonight against uh, Arkansas that went? That I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry. And a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told. 
so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Made you go, oh yeah, I like this. More of this, please. Mm-hmm. You know, I just... Well, and we talked about what do we need to see from this basketball team before the tournament season started to say, okay, you know what, Conzo, you convinced us. We're going to lay off on the Conzo criticism. And basically, he achieved none of those goals. You know what I mean? Like, what we said he needed to do was get a little bit into the conference tournament and win at least one, preferably two, games in the NCAA tournament. And Colin, whenever the seeding came out, and a lot of Mizzou fans were really upset that we got put in a bad bracket against a good Oklahoma team, and then the second round would be against Gonzaga, heavily favored to win this entire tournament. But it didn't bother me in the least, Colin, because I thought we'd be exactly where we are tonight. Didn't matter who we played. We're going to go out in the first round because guess what? They only invite good teams. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Well, and I thought we could win one game. We talked about that. They're, they're capable of one win because they do have talent, but they also are capable of frittering it away, which is exactly what they did tonight. And I think the biggest indictment of Konzo, whether Rock and Nations of the World want to admit it or not, is the fact that this is his most experienced, his most talented team that he has cultivated in the time he's been there. I mean, the first year when he went to the NCAA tournament and we had the Porter situation and we had all those things going on, it was great that what he did in in one year, but it was also kind of an anomaly. The whole Porter situation, it reminds me of the Mark McGuire situation back in 1998, whenever he hit 70 home runs and people kind of forgot whether they were there to watch the Cardinals win or not. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with Mizzou basketball that Conzo year one, it was all about Porter. It was Porter mania. But now here we are in year four and we've only just gotten back to the, where we were in year one. Well, and the thing is, is, I think what people forget about that first year too, Brendan, is that this, that was a talented team and we still lost in the first round. Like he said, Jonte and he had Cassius and that was a team that team, honestly, to me, was better than this team. The fact, the fact that people are like, oh, this is Conzo's best talented team and most experienced. Like, well, it, most experienced maybe, but like, I feel like that team was probably more talented. Either way, the end result was us losing in the first round. And playing our worst basketball at the end of the season. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> yeah, another no. indictment of coaching is that, yeah, people will point to you. It's like, you know, Missouri beat Alabama. They beat Tennessee. They beat Illinois. And I'm like, you know what? All of those things happen either in the very beginning or in the middle of the season. And when things matter the most, and in basketball, it all comes down to March. We look bad. We just played bad. We lost games. If you made every person chug a truth serum and you said, hey, do you, if you're down by two, with 20 seconds left and the ball, who do you want your head coach to be? Is anybody in the country going to pick Conzo Martin? It's just... Missouri led by one at the half, and I think Colin mentioned to me, said, look, we're at this torrid pace, we may score 60 points. You know what I mean? Like That's a, been what we've seen with Conzo Martin basketball teams forever. It just seems like it's impossible to score points. They ended up scoring 68, which obviously wasn't enough. But part of the problem, you can see it at the stat line, is that Missouri cranked up 27 three-point attempts in this game. Now, granted, they made 11 of them, which is pretty good for us, but it speaks to not having any fucking offense when you're cranking <laughs> well, up three-point shots left and right at this with point, no discernible plan. At this point, I, th- I think not scoring for eight straight minutes, it must be a, pl- a game plan. Like mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like It must be part of like a play. We're running a play. It's called don't score for eight minutes because we do it every... We do it every game for like the last four years. We're going to have a stretch where we just don't do anything or start dribbling off our foot. I mean, I'm just, I'm like you. I'm getting tired of people with Excel spreadsheets and statistical analyses that tell me why my eyes are wrong every single game. You know what I mean? But I guess I'm wrong because yeah. I'm. Well, you're definitely wrong based on what I'm reading here on Twitter right now, Brendan, from certain folks. Well, you're definitely and, wrong. And, and let's get this out of the way. I mean, obviously, part of the fan base, and there's a, a, a very good 
impulse and it comes from a place of goodness to say, you know what, support the team, guys. You gave us a lot of fun moments this year. It was a lot of fun to follow you. But at the same point, like, are we fans or are we not fans? We're not part of the Chamber of Commerce paid to root or to yeah. advertise for them. We're fans and we can get mad when things don't go well. And things did not go well tonight or in the latter half of the season. It, when I talk, we talk about coaching, I mean, like, how many times tonight that I saw that just they run down. There obviously is no coherent play going on, and somebody just throws up a shot. Or at one point, there was a, I think for three straight possessions, we literally shot three pointers, and not a one of them hit the fucking rim. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just. Yeah, we had a, we have probably led this tournament in air ball three point attempts, and some of them were just like half cocked. Kobe Brown came down on one possession, and we had the ball in like transition. He got it passed to him, and immediately, with obviously no rebounders down under the basket, cranked up a horrible three point attempt that just clanged off the rim and uh, went out of bounds, and we lost possession. It was another turnover. We didn't have as many turnovers tonight as sometimes we do, which is good against a good Oklahoma defense. I think we finished with 10 turnovers. But I've mentioned before, like we have turnovers at the worst times. We, in, When the moment's hot, that's when we get the most reckless and careless with the ball, which, again, is coaching. We're, yeah, I mean, we are – I see in social media – the, the term mentally tough come up a lot. And that can be a little cliched. It's one of those terms, you know, the team's got to be mentally tough. But we do. We always shit the bed, at least from part of the game. We're always going to have this streak where we don't score and we just start dribbling off our foot. Like, it is does speak to mental toughness. And mental toughness is what gets you through in those last, uh, you know, minute of a game. And uh, our team just, well, like I said, they're they're not prepared uh, for those moments. They, well, when, the, when the lights are brightest, our team is not prepared to deal with it and – Maybe nobody could get it out of these players. Maybe it's not Conzo. Maybe they, he just, but at the end of the day, it's still Conzo because you've recruited a bunch of guys who can't master the part of the game that is the five inches between their fucking ears, then that's also on Conzo. So it's either he doesn't know how to, either doesn't know how to like forge these guys into the, into a mentally tough, physical, well-coached basketball team, or he doesn't know how to recruit. But those are the two options at this point. You know, there yeah. is no third option where, because I don't want to hear like, yeah, but they made two NCAA tournaments in four years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, if that's your argument, eat shit, man. Yeah. That sucks. And again, this floats back to the original premise we had earlier, which is that we've seen, we're old enough to remember basketball when it was good at Mizzou and making the tournament and losing immediately two out of the last four years was not a bar that we said was acceptable. I remember during the Norm Stewart era, and when we'd lose in the first round of the tournament, there was no thought of, well, at least we made the tournament. It was, I can't believe we lost in the first round of the tournament. That's embarrassing. The younger fans who are maybe supporting Conzo or, or, or defending Conzo, they're happy with just being in the tournament. I mean, you know, you can go to the tournament as a spectator and not win. You know, like this is nothing. Going and losing is nothing. Yeah. It's ultimately it's fucking nothing. And I understand that there has been a hesitancy to be negative about the Conzo administration because of how bad this program was when he inherited it. I understand that. We were at a bad place. It's an incredibly but low bar. As I've though. said a number of times, basketball's far fat you can turn around a basketball team far faster than you can a football team. And four years have passed, and that's always been a pretty good bar of what a coach is going to do. I mean, if you don't think four years is long enough, then you haven't been paying attention to college basketball or football. Well, there's always some excuse, though, Brendan. Like, look, the, the program was so cratered when he took it over. Okay, well. It wasn't cratered the next year. How long do you need to uncrater it? Yeah. Two years? Three years? Well, We're on year four. Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Every year there are teams that pop up turn their fucking cratered season on its ear and then find success. Why does it take four? Well, the Rock M Nations, the Conzo Defenders, they need to do something. They need to exercise the ghost of Kim Anderson and Frank Haith from this team because they're not the coach of this team anymore, and they haven't been for a long time. So when you say, you just don't understand how bad things were. No, we understand. We were cussing. We were mad. We were there. We saw it, but we also know that's not the case anymore. It's 2021. Kim Anderson hasn't been around for a long time. You need to take your excuses and dust them off because they're fucking tired. You know well, what I mean? Like we get, make some new excuses now because we're losing with a new coach and a new system. And, and I don't want to be too hard on the players either about this because when I say we got a bunch of fourth and fifth players, that's they're fourth and fifth starters for yeah. a Division One team. That's they're still Division One starters. They're just. We we are player away. Mm -hmm. 
You know, we are a player away, but we're still a player away. That is a that is a deficit. It's not. I know I don't want to use an excuse because we should have that player. Yeah, you know that is ultimately where the 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 where do you? At I just some get, point when the product is not good, who do you blame? I just get aggravated because I got crushed way early in the season after we lost by Tennessee by like twenty. But everybody who told me that we don't follow basketball closely enough. That's the that's the criticism we've endured a lot this season. We're a football podcast. That's right. true. Ostensibly, we are a football podcast. But at the podcast. same time, like I'm not going to pretend like basketball is rocket science. You don't have to watch it every day and have your statistical analyses and be Sam Snelling to know what you're seeing. You know what I mean? Like, you dribble the ball, you shoot the ball, it goes in or it doesn't, and you win or you lose. You can figure it out. So I'm not going to make apologies for not being super plugged in. But what I said and got absolutely fucking crushed about it was that Kim Anderson was a bad coach. He was a 10-win-a-year coach. But what all I'm saying is that Conzo's obviously better, but maybe he's only a 15-win coach. And you know what, Colin? We just ended our season tonight, and we came up with 16 wins. So everybody who told me I didn't know what I was talking about, I hadn't watched enough basketball, and I can't, my predictions are completely stupid, you can all go eat shit. Well, I just, I'm ready. For, I just, when are the, when are the apologies going to start? Like when, when two years from now, when they do finally shit, I'll tell you when they, when they are going to go like, you know what? Mazad Cash was right all those years ago. That stupid football podcast. Who we didn't think knew anything about it. It's like, it's not having anything to do with whether, listen, you can watch this team. If you watch this team on a regular basis, you, you see the same things over and over again. They just are unprepared. They're going to, they're going to shit down their leg at some point in the game. They don't shoot particularly well or, you know, they don't utilize Tillman the way they should. I mean, in the beginning of this game, I was getting frustrated because Tillman was working his fucking ass off down on the plate trying to get open. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. And we're too busy chucking up three-pointers. Now, to our credit, some of those were going down the first half, but it's like this guy is working his ass off. He's your best player. And the few times they would throw it down to him, the entire defense collapses on him. Mm-hmm. So it's like shoot it out for open threes, and then we'd miss the open three. But the point is is that I feel like a good coach would have called timeout. It's like we need to run the offense through him. We need to – Get everybody crashing down on Tillman because Tillman's our best player. Either he's going to score or he's going to kick it out. But it's obviously they're concentrating on him, and let's have a strategy based on what works. But instead, it's just the strategy seems to be let's all run around and chuck up bricks. Well, and and it's a heck of a plan, Conzo. I'll give you that. <laughs> it's, it's 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 innovative. I'm not sure it's how effective it is though. Yeah, and and then you mentioned the bad fouls at the end of the game. We've got four fouls on that pushing that guy down the baseline. The thing that bothered me about the coaching at that point, Colin, was not just that we hadn't coached that out of Tillman. because, And like I said, he has vastly improved, but he's still making those kind of dumb errors late in the game. But that Conzo, there's two minutes left in that game, and we it's one and done. That's how the NCAA tournament's been every year, one and done. Shouldn't be surprised by that. He pulls Tillman, and I'm like, for what? For what? Are you saving him for when it gets to be important? You got two minutes left in the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. for your life. Keep the motherfucker in the game, and if he fouls out, he fouls out. But you got your best player on the court when you did. You got beat with your best player, not with some other fucking fill in. Like, what are you sitting him for? It doesn't make any goddamn well, sense. And this is—I don't know. Maybe this is contra- This might not be. Con- I I see this, but I could say that I could believe that I am wrong. At least in this point, I get frustrated with Conzo playing bugs over Pinson for a huge portion of this game because I know Pinson can be a turnover machine and I know Pinson can make bad decisions but Pinson is one of the few guys on the floor at any given time on this Mizzou roster that has some electricity you know what I mean the guy can get to the hole he's he's got some real athleticism and I just feel like of all the games where you're going to decide that now we're going to give Pinson the fucking bench and we're going to let but NCAA tournament like why did we not how is this the strategy in the fucking game for your life do you know what I mean? Like, if you wanted to start working bugs in more and and start having Pence and ride the pine, well, maybe we should work that out sooner. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what is happening? Why is this happening now? Like, and this is nothing against bugs. He's playing hard, you know, but he's not a great, he is not as talented as Pinson. Now, that is not to say that he can't have a better game than Pinson because Pinson is a little bit erratic. Yes. But my point is, is like, what are we doing? Like, let's have the best players on the court for the for the, the game of for our life. Yeah. You know what I mean? I felt so bad watching Tillman go down the hall, pulling that jersey over his head. I bet he was thinking, man, yeah. if I could go back four years ago, would I choose this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I chose Conzo Martin, and despite what Rock M Nation says, I, I feel like it's a mistake. This is his last shot at an NCAA tournament, and this is how it ends. It, it has to be challenging for him. And there are, I mean, we've been very negative because, partially because this There's is very a few things to be positive about, despite what 
some, I don't know. There's been a lot of seasons where there haven't been a lot of things to be positive about. And I haven't been this upset, Colin, because frankly, I didn't care. You know what I mean? Like when you're just flat out bad, when Cam Anderson's winning 10 games a year, I'm just checked out. You know what I mean? This is a season where we can see the talent. We can see the skill. I said it earlier, Drew Smith, when you see him out on the court sometimes, boy, he is working harder than everybody else on the floor. Like he is giving you more than anybody else playing. He had a big shot in this game. You yeah, know what I mean? sure. He was a- fighting to get back into it. Yeah. And there's there's definitely components of this team that could make for a real winner. And then when you see it cannot gel and refuses to gel and problems don't get fixed. I mean, again, it's just flashbacks of Barry Odom and football. Like things aren't getting fixed, folks. And if you're okay with things, just the same problem over and over and over and over again, maybe you should stop yelling at the people who are seeing criticisms. And maybe you should look at yourself and think, maybe I'm a blind cult follower. You know, maybe (laughs) I'm being dumb. To be happy with this outcome, to be happy with the, to be happy with the, the, the state of this team's play, you know, I guess to take it back to football, one of the first things I noticed about Eli Drinkwitz's team is like out of the box, first game, everything looked tighter, everything looked crisper. They looked, to, to put it word, better coached. They just looked more assignment sound. Everything looked better. Sharp. They looked sharper. That's a perfect word for it, Brent. They looked much sharper. And because Eli Drinkwitz was a sharpening coach as opposed to Barry. And that's what I see for Conzo Martin. It didn't necessarily make Barry a super bad coach. It doesn't make Conzo Martin a super bad coach in this respect. But they are not crisp. They are not sharp. And you can see it. You can see it every game. The players don't develop. The game plan doesn't change. The result doesn't change. Nothing seems to change. Nothing is getting sharpened. And that's what I see ultimately. And I, I, I don't know if everybody can see that. And maybe it's just something I'm seeing. But when I watch this game, I just look at it and go, this doesn't look this doesn't look sharp. I know that we can be divisive when it comes to sort of the Mizzou sports media world. Us? <laughs> but, and I, sometimes I do worry, like, oh, people are going to stop listening to them because they think they're negative all the time or they always want to fire their coach. And I don't feel like we're that way, but I can see why some people are like that. But because ultimately, right now, you got two kinds of Mizzou fans. You got a Mizzou fan that says, hey, we've been, for the first time in a long time, we've been to the NCAA tournament two out of the last four years. And then you got the other kind of fan who's like, we are zero for four in the last four years of NCAA tournament wins because both are true. Both are accurate and it is sort of a perspective game, but I feel like a lot of times those fans that look at it and say, Hey, we made the tournament two out of the last four years. They're looking at statistics that we all know are kind of an anomalies. You know, we're there. There are times where you can like massage the best out of what you see. Like frankly, look at Mizzou's 2014 football SEC East championship. We know that they made it just as far as the 2013 team, but do you think if there's a single Mizzou fan that would say the 2014 SEC East title winning football team is as good as the 2013 team? No. I don't care what the stats say. We all know that 2013 was a better team. They beat Georgia on the road. They you know, almost went undefeated in regular season play. That was a team that could have played in the national championship, but they both finished the same way. Like If you want to spin things to where, you know, you can spin it to say, oh, two NCAA tournament appearances in four years. That's great. But we also kind of know that's sort of like, yeah, yeah but they were one and dones, you know, and, well, and it was, and they didn't get better. And, and the first year was sort of, you know, they'd recruited a lot of talent and everybody was, should have been optimistic about Conzo at that point. He brought in a boatload of recruits with him and certainly brought excitement back. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> listen, I, I just, I, it's a beaten a dead horse at this point. But I think the the uh, at the end of the day, the the opinion of this podcaster is that Conzo's not the answer. Probably isn't going to be the answer. But we've got him for two more seasons, probably. So and, and enjoy. I'm, well, and I'm not going to be like crawling for his head, really. In a way, like I don't think we're going to get bad with under his helm. I don't. I think he's a he's a capable. Yeah, but this is what you're going to get. Like I said, it's not going to get yeah, crisper. I just, it's not going to get sharper. It's going to be this. I this said is it what month, it is. I said it a month ago. I don't think he's a bad coach. I just think he's a coach that has a ceiling. And the ceiling isn't a national championship. And if you're not rooting for Missouri to win a national championship in basketball, what are you even following him for? Well, you know, when I watch these games and the same thing happens over and over again, I'm like, one of two things is happening. Conzo either doesn't see it, which is which is unsettling, or he doesn't know how to fix it, which is also unsettling. You know what I mean? Like he's <laughs> it's um, he's either ignoring the problems or doesn't know how to fix the problems, but they never get fixed. There is This team from day one is the same team. Like there is just... You just well, there's I mean, no appreciable difference. You could argue they've gotten worse. I mean, they beat Illinois 
early on in the season, and they look like a team who could play with anybody. And they are a team that can play with anybody, but they tend not to. And, you know, for all the talk about defense, the defense is not that great. It is just not that great. I mean, I <laughs> well, think the you, difference you between good score. defense and hard work are two different things. And that's one thing I do think Conzo gets out of these guys is they work hard on defense, but they're not particularly good at it. Well, they tend to score more points than us, which is bad on defense. You know, that's the number one thing you want in your defense is to uh, let the other team score fewer than you. We're poorly coached. And we're going to be poorly coached <laughs> until we get a new coach. And that's not going to happen for a while. So, you know, and that's not to say coach, I mean... Bad seems like too strong a word, but we are poorly coached. I mean, I just, this, what I see is a poorly coached team. Well, I mean, it's not sharp. They're not sharp. I, I think another reason for sort of the emotion we're having tonight is that uh, here we are. There's, haven't even thrown dirt on the corpse of this season yet. <laughs> and we're looking at it. We had 16 and we had a 16 and 10 record. We lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament, and next year is almost guaranteed to be worse. We're going to be a worse team next year. Well, maybe that's Likely. where Conzo changes our mind. Maybe that's where Conzo changes everybody's minds. He takes everybody feels like it's it's just um, a foregone conclusion that we'll be worse next year, and maybe mm. we're better. Well, maybe, maybe this we team are. will play sharper. Maybe we'll have maybe some of these recruits come in. We'll be talented. Maybe I don't know because well, really at the end of the day, you know, like I said, we're one player away. We really just don't have an electric player who's at the at a guard or forward position and. Um, the closest thing we got to an electric player at a, at a forward or a guard or forward position is is Drew Smith, you know. And Pinson is, I, I feel like Pinson has potential, uh, but we're just we're not there. And uh, I just honestly don't trust Conzo to get us there. But at the same time, we know we have Conzo next year, and if he does turn things around and we have a better season next year than this year, nobody will be happier to eat my words and be like, "You did it, man." You know what I mean? Like that's another mistake I think people make when you do. Are critical of what you see out there. That doesn't mean you have some vendetta against Conzo Martin. Got nothing against the guy. I hope he's successful. I would love to be wrong. You know the best barom- the best barometer for are you good, are you bad, is your coach good, or is your coach bad? Is the marketplace. And what I mean by that, Brennan, is if Mizzou is in a good place, you should be worried about your coach getting hired away. That's because yeah. wh- that's who Mizzou is. Mizzou is a mid tier Division One SEC basketball and football school. And if they're kicking ass. Your coach is always in danger of being plucked, be by a blue chip. That's where we're at. We're next. We're not first tier. We're second tier. And uh, I don't. I, I wish that wasn't true. But the fact is, is nobody's buzzing about hiring Conzo Martin, and that's how you know that nobody wants Conzo Martin. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's 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 a self fulfilling prophecy. If he was worth having, somebody else would want him. But he ain't worth having. And so Mizzou's not having to try to worry about renegotiating his contract to keep Louisville from knocking at his door. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's nobody's clamoring for this. Yeah. No, uh, you can produce 16 wins and 10 losses with a much cheaper coach. <laughs> you betcha. You betcha. Well, why don't we take our first break, Colin? We're going to take a broader view of this basketball season. Look ahead to football season. Of course, we're going to have some Kansas news and take your phone calls. Action packed night tonight. This is the Mazadcast. <laughs> Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NBA is in full swing and college basketball is heating up. The NCAA tournament is coming and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest at BetOnline. It is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Everything. 
And we are back. Colin, why don't we just jump into the mailbag and hear what the listeners had to think about tonight's game? I wonder if they'll agree with us. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. And I have to imagine, as always, uh, we got some calls before the game was over. So let's see, this one came in at 7.38. Obviously, the game was still going on at that point. What's up, guys? There's about 16 minutes left in the second half. Mizzou is down by six, and this is hot garbage. Hot, hot garbage. Here's why. We have no inside game. All we are doing is just shooting up the three ball and hoping we can get away with that. And that's not going to get us very far in the tournament, if at all. So it didn't. Not looking good. We need to get some inside game going, but it's not happening. I mean, I'm looking at our offense, and I just wonder, like, what's going on? Like, what play is the coach trying to run? I don't know. But M-I-Z, hopefully we can come back and win this game. Well, we know how that turned out. Sadly, you're on to something. Hey, what's up, you fucking idiot? Well, Phil. goddamn pile of hot fucking garbage. garbage. I knew they were going to lose, but it's still just fucking right off. You know what I'd rather do? I just fucking change my goddamn garbage disposal out. And instead of watching this fucking game, I'd rather stick my fucking pot. Yeah, so uh, Phil wants to stick his dick in a uh, garbage disposal. I don't think I feel that qu- quite that bad about things. Well, I'm upset, but you know, not to cut off my member, man. Hey, boys, this is Nathan from Alabama. I just have one simple question: Why the fuck is Bugs playing so much? God damn it! garbage. Yeah, it's uh, it, it kind of reassures me sometimes, Colin, when we watch a game and we bellyache and we talk about what we saw and what we thought, and then when you get the calls and it's pretty much the same thing. You know, it does make you feel like, oh, maybe I'm not crazy. Maybe yeah. the guys on Twitter are telling me that everything was awesome tonight? <laughs> maybe, <laughs> well, maybe they had a different yeah, agenda. I don't, I, I don't hate bugs, but I'm just like, I'm... It doesn't make sense. What, why tonight, of all nights? Mm-hmm. Well, I'd love to be on here screaming and cussing, but I can't say I'm not completely god why the fuck am i so bad at pegging fucking calls god damn it (laughs) well i'd love to be on here screaming and cussing but i don't think anybody can really say that they're all that surprised at this result take two just a pretty mizzou ending for a a frustrating year so i guess i'll watch norfolk state (laughs) hopefully beat gonzaga watch them dash somebody else's dreams Hot garbage. Hot yeah. Garbage. Oh, Norfolk State, that was really the beginning of the end for us, you know what I mean? We had such high hopes that season. They were so good. Mm-hmm. And look at where we ended up. I know all these calls are going to be about basketball, but I went to the spring football game, and I must say I was thoroughly disappointed that they didn't actually play a spring game. They mostly just did practice drills and a couple mild scrimmages there was no real spring game so yeah uh just a little mild complaint i wanted to voice but uh yeah i still agree with everyone else fuck Lonzo. well i can't say i'm even slightly surprised another chance at the tournament another chance to shit the bed you're sitting there throwing threes that you're not making but then you say oh i got an idea let me shoot some more threes and i won't make those either martin gotta go yeah, it's just cranking threes. That when when a team jacks up a bunch of three point shots and they're not known for shooting three pointers well, mm-hmm. it's just it screams one well, thing. That's what I say when I when no I say offense. that thing changes. I'm just like that's part of it. It's like from the beginning of this season we chuck bricks from the hash. I don't know. I'm not a Division one basketball coach, but it looked like to me that the plan at the end of the season was to chuck bricks from the hash mark. Yeah. So I'm not sure what ostensibly changed from beginning to end of season but i'm sure someone if some smart person from rock m nation who will explain to me why i'm an idiot <laughs> or at least whoever runs their twitter account yeah exactly i'm saying you know let's not let's not uh, throw all of rock m nation into whoever yeah, is no. running the twitter at the moment no and i think you know everybody can be given, forgiven for a bad take once in a while that's because right. we've had that's right. in our show and, and you know what um rock m nation is not power mizzou you know what I mean? I, I like Rock Nation <laughs> on the whole, but tonight 
there was a little bit of that 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 well, line of tweeting was just a little yeah it said don't at us and I'm like don't tell people what to do yeah because you know, you're kind of a sourpuss don't be a point. giant social media presence in the Mizzou universe and then tell people not to at you yeah it sort of doesn't hey, work that way our whole existence is opinions on Mizzou sports but whatever you do don't give us your opinion on Mizzou sports <laughs> this is RC Nautico on Twitter. And I just want to comment on how Conzo Martin, I don't know what to say about him. I think we've reached the ceiling of what his coaching ability is and what his recruiting is at Mizzou. Um, next year's recruiting class is very meh, very subpar. It's not the recruiting that we all expected when uh, the hiring was announced several years ago. I don't know. It's disappointing uh, tonight watching this team collapse again in the second half which seems to be a trend right now uh, under Martin. And I don't see anything changing. He just the same crappy coaching style, uh, refusing to take time out, the same stupid rotations that he keeps putting out there. Retweet. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's better than Cam Anderson. Yeah. but Argue with any of those things. You know, it's measured and it's true. Fart is better than Cam Anderson at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very, very low bar. We're just trying to set a bar higher, really. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we've gotten pegged as the negative fan base, but I don't want to be that. And I don't really, I would love to get some calls on, from some Conzo supporters and tell us why we're wrong. But I mean, yeah, like this guy called in and gave us a lot of points about the game and the team. Where was he wrong? Where Where's is he lie? inaccurate? I don't Where's see the lie. I don't see any flaws in the logic. It's a lot. It's high garbage. High garbage. I'm I'm got, sitting down here in uh, fucking this desolate town of Indianapolis. Fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. We got a couple people. Here. <laughs> That's hot garbage. High garbage. Roger Martin was drinking the hot dog water all fucking night. Hot dog water. <laughs> He's got to be fired. And yeah, he won't be. How do you not play Vincent? Mark was fucking three from three before the half. In the last 12 minutes, Mark was not in the fucking game. I got punched in the dick from an Oklahoma fan because I was telling him that his wife should divorce him. True. And it's true because his wife should have divorced him because he was an Oklahoma fan. But <laughs> That's solid. Day, you got to fire Fonzo. Um, it's not happening. Part of this fucking hot dog water bullshit. Hot dog water. Like, it's hot garbage that he's our fucking coach. Hot, hot garbage. We need, we need an Eli Drinkowitz. Nate Oates version of Mizzou coach and fucking Ponzo Martin's not it. Anybody else? Thank you. No? you pretty much said it all. God, I, 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 MIZ though. MIZ though. I mean, winner, MIZ. Winner, winner, lose. Yeah, you. You, you said it all, man. Take it up a notch. You said it all. Love you, boy. No idea who you are. She actually hates your podcast. Oh. She yeah. thinks you're misogynistic. Oh, with a lady. Ooh, with a lady. She loves to do, but she thinks your podcast itself is a little misogynistic. Mm. You know, it probably is, but it, you guys do what you can. We need a deep dive into the podcast now. Dungeon. No, hold on. He's talked over. What does he say here? I'm rewinding. Yeah, it probably it. is, but it, you guys do what you can. Colin is in there in this fucking sex dungeon. Mm. Um, That's Caleb's, actually. Um, MIZ, Fire Quanto. Yeah, yeah. Let's go drink a witch. Drink up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Are we misogynistic? I don't know. We don't try to be, but I guess you can't. I don't feel like we can't talk know about women in general much. Yeah, on maybe show. that's the maybe definition that's of misogynistic. Yeah, you know, we're just like the NCAA. We haven't mentioned uh, the women's NCAA tournament at all. Yeah, nor will we. Misogyny. Anyway, <laughs> the, uh, I will, we're not going to fire Conzo, obviously. I mean, th- here's what you can hope for as a Mizzou fan. Conzo finishes next season. There isn't a contract renewal, and he's going into a lame duck year, and he finds a different job because he sees the writing on the wall. That's your bet. That's your worst case scenario for not having him for like probably another two seasons. But oh man, I agree with all of that, especially the massage me, massage me, incorrect, misogyny. Mm-hmm. All of those things. Massage yeah. me and misogyny. Yeah. Well, we hope you uh, turn around on the podcast. We'd love to have more female listeners. Yeah. And, uh, you know, write the ship. Tell us what we've done wrong. <laughs> yeah. We'd like to fix it. Sure. I can't say I did not see this coming from a mile away. But I figured Mizzou, right? I mean, we'd be Illinois. We'd be Bama. There's no fucking way we lose to Oklahoma. Like, we're a good team. I was expecting to go into that game play a good game, get out with the win, and then get killed by Gonzaga. But turns out we can't even win. 
the fucking easy game. I mean, well, yeah. it wasn't an easy game, but we did lose Better it. Better team than Oklahoma. Yeah, and Oklahoma was a top They're 10 ranked team at one point. Underachieved. That's what the, we've done this whole fucking season is underachieved. Start out with an amazing record, amazing non-conference, and Kwanzo can't do shit. Kwanzo, whatever. I don't know what his fucking name is. Who cares? Try to rock it, Nathan, in their fucking bullshit. <laughs> oh, we need to be happy with two and four seasons, two tournaments. We're going to be fucking horrible for the next couple of years. <laughs> Everyone good is leaving. We are not going to get better. This is probably the peak of the Kwanzo Martin era right here. Losing to fucking Oklahoma in the first round is a nine seed. After fucking underachieving the whole goddamn season, fucking this shit, man. <laughs> this is a, this. It really did go exactly as I would could have. I mean, this is exactly what I thought. We we're gonna play another close mm-hmm. game. First hot yeah. as we got at the beginning yeah, of the show, I really wasn't that angry when in the score was when it was over with because it it was what I yeah, thought this, would happen. This, we're gonna play a close game with them. We'll lose in the end. My, my, there was that one hope that I had that we'd have one of those games like where we beat Bama or we beat Illinois where everything just clicks and we played really well. We talked about in the last show that we are a team that can sort of on a given night can beat anybody. And I hoped that that was what was going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. we'd, we'd have one of those nights and we'd put it on Oklahoma. But no, it basically, those, what it comes down to is those games were the exception, not the rule. What you saw tonight for Mizzou basketball has been the rule. We're going to play a close game. We're going to shit the bed at certain times. We're going to throw up bricks. We're going to end up losing a close game in the end. Because we're poorly coached. Zero urgency on defense. What in the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I think his main point was the defense. It wasn't wrong there either. No, I think um, people forget about that. I mean, the defense, like I said, for as hard as they play on defense, they're not particularly good at it. And when those runs get started a lot of times where we really take it on the chin, it it starts on the defensive end. Yeah. Well, why don't we uh, change gears here, Colin? It's time for us to do what we've done for many, many years and always seems to cheer us up. It's time for Kansas News. I always heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas. Sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. Gone. our first story comes from you. You sent this to me. It's a, I just wanted to point that out because we've noted in the past your contributions to the research and the production of this show, and you actually sent me a news link. So Yeah, well, I like to help out, Brendan, when I can. So yeah. what, what is this, year eight of this? Uh, something like that. Congratulations. Yeah, you sent me one Kansas news story. <laughs> Well, the story, Colin's story, is headlined, Kansas man sets himself, and not his victim, on fire. Now, in full disclosure, I did not read this story. I looked at the headline and said, Good enough. This is Kansas news. Yeah. Let's repeat it. Kansas man sets himself, not his intended victim, on fire. (laughs) That is Kansas news. You're right about that, Colin. He burst into a man's home and tried to set him on fire, but he ended up setting himself on fire instead. Police still haven't found the flaming suspect who was spotted by another tenant in the apartment building what? in North Broadway. How bad are the police when they can't catch somebody who's on fire? I yeah. feel like that would be a pretty good big tell that somebody is a... Yeah, it's you know, hard okay, to disguise a that. Assailant is a 5'10 white male. He is on fire. I repeat, on fire. Yeah, look for people... If you see someone who's not on fire, not the guy. <laughs> yeah. Reminds me of the old Simpsons episode. Yeah, he's like, hatless. <laughs> uh, mail, driving away, uh, car. Uh, Salem is hatless, I repeat. He is hatless. He's directly under the earth's sun now. <laughs> yeah. I hope they throw his hatless button, Joe. Anyway, based on what they've learned through interviews, police think the suspect, a man in his mid-20s, forced his way into the victim's apartment with a gas can, a lighter, and some combustible materials. That's all the essential. That's what you need to start a fire. He's got it all. Yep. He found the 38-year-old tenant in the bathtub. Worst place to start a fire. <laughs> yeah. For well, a bath. fiberglass now, Brendan. It's going to melt. Well, but I'm just saying that if it's full of water, mm-hmm. you know, fire and water. Sure. He tried to set the man on fire. He only succeeded in setting his own clothes on fire, though. He ran out of the apartment and disappeared, literally disappeared. The victim stated he did not know the individual very well. He was unsure of why he would try to set him on fire. I have a couple theories on this. One, Nolte, the guy in the bathtub who was the intended victim, I think he's lying. I think he knew the guy. I think he knew exactly what this is about, and I think he didn't want to tell the cops. There are things that happen to perfect strangers. You know, people have bad luck, and mm-hmm. sometimes things. No, I, I think there's more to this don't story. Don't on fire. Yeah, there's more to this story, and I'm, you know, it's probably some drugs involved somewhere. I'm, I'm guessing they're lovers, but 
Or maybe it's just the human torch. The uh, police are looking for a man, and if you uh, find this guy, if you, I'm going to explain what they're looking for. So <laughs> if you have contact the Kansas police, if you see a man who has burns on his hands, face, or torso. Yeah. If, a, if you see a guy running around who looks like a melted candle, um, it's a... Might be our guy. Yeah, it might be this guy. So uh, you may have heard about this coronavirus going around, Colin. I've heard it mentioned. Yeah. So uh, Pfizer is one of the companies who created a vaccine being spread around the country to keep us safe. That's the one I, they put inside me. They've got a plant in Kansas and where they're actually producing the vaccines. But being as it is Kansas, there's a little problem. The facility has a long history of persistent mold issues and recalls. Hmm. So just a little fun fact. Don't have your life-saving vaccines made in the state of Kansas. Pfizer's management knew last year there was a mold issue at the Kansas facility now slated to produce the drug makers urgently needed COVID-19 vaccine. The McPherson, Kansas facility, which FDA inspectors wrote is the nation's largest manufacturer of sterile injectable controlled substances, has a long, troubled history. Nearly a decade worth of inspections, reports, recalls, and reprimands show the facility is a repeat offender. The FDA investigators have repeatedly noted in reports that the plant has failed to control quality and contamination or fully investigate after production failures. Well, here's a double-edged sword, Brennan. Um, companies like to move their manufacturing to places mm-hmm. that are cheap. You don't want to put that factory in some place that's going to require the, you know, it's going to, you know, some states have their own minimum wage. Some minimum wages are high and some are low. So you move it to Kansas, whose minimum wage is prairie dog pelts. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, we all know granted, that. so upside for Pfizer, you only have to pay your employees in prairie dog pelts, which are, you know, tremendous savings. Yes, tremendous savings for that company. But it also means you're going to get the quality of a Kansas workforce who, you know, let's be honest, uh, not great. <laughs> Imagine being a, a scientist at the top of your class, you've finished your PhD, you've, uh, you're, you're an epidemiologist or maybe you're, or whatever, another type of scientist who makes vaccines. I don't know. I don't know much about science, Brennan, Mm-mm. but. Or anything else. <laughs> but imagine going through all that. You get your job at Pfizer. Pfizer says, you're hired. We're hiring you at one of the most well-known pharmaceutical companies in the nation. We're going to pay you a handsome salary. Oh, one catch. You're moving to Kansas. So what happens now? Do you just take a job at Burger King? Do you put a gun in your mouth or do you move to Kansas? Because really, and I really feel like that's a... Those are your options? Yeah. I mean... I don't know. And the Prairie Dog Pelt, I don't even know what the conversion market... Rate? Yeah. I don't know what... Like, can you get on... It's Dogecoin, maybe. Like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's equivalent of Dogecoin. Yeah. What's the what's the app that everybody got mad about with the... Robinhood? Robinhood app. You know, like, can you can, can you buy Prairie Dog, Kansas Prairie Dog Pelts and exchange them for dollar bills? Yeah, well, they're going to do short squeeze on Prairie Dog Pelts. Kansas man charged after driving into Lake with mother. This one's going to need some unpacking, Colin. A 21-year-old Kansas man has been charged with attempted murder after allegedly driving a vehicle into Lone Star Lake with his mother inside. Wouldn't it be attempted suicide murder? Like, I don't... Maybe what are we getting was at? super old and so she couldn't swim. I mean, I, that seems, this seems like a really... Well, he's only 21, totally so I don't know how old the mom was. Uh, Jeremy Williams of Lawrence, Kansas, made his first court appearance Friday where he was formally charged with second-degree attempted murder. The judge says he faces as much as 20 years in prison if convicted. What they're not telling you here, Brennan, is it's not the uh, risk of drowning that mm-hmm. is the, the threat to this woman's life. It's that, as we know from f- past Kansas stories, that every basin of water in the state is filled with sewage. And she, he's hoping to, that she'll die just from simply some sort of bacterial infection that she's mm-hmm. no doubt going to get from swallowing Kansas pond water. Oh, yeah, it is poison. I mean, <laughs> it's the kind of thing you just drop it on a table and it just burns. It's a lot like it. coronavirus. He's like, I'm 21. I'll... Maybe um, survive. I'll survive the bacterial infection that's going to... Lifetime scarring of my lungs, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> but, but I'm going to survive it, but the bacterial infection that my mother will get from this awful water in Kansas will probably kill her. Taking her out, yeah. Yep. The district attorney, Suzanne Valdez. So we got a new district attorney in Kansas to deal with. Um, mm-hmm. Tom Beal, RIP. <laughs> I don't think he's dead. He just doesn't, <laughs> just not, doesn't work, work there anymore. Yeah, but missile, uh, Tom. He'll be missed. Rest in peace. Uh, told the judge that prosecutors believe he poses a threat to the community because of mental health concerns and has refused to cooperate with authorities. The Douglas County Sheriff's Office responded to a call about a vehicle appearing to have driven into the lake. The caller reported that a woman was a passenger in the vehicle and appeared unable to get out of the vehicle because of a broken leg. When oh, re- there's, there's there's your curveball. Mm-hmm. When responders arrived, they learned that the caller 
had helped the 54-year-old woman from the vehicle. She was taken to the hospital with serious injuries and cold exposure. Williams was arrested Thursday evening on a county road along the lake's eastern bank. So he was just on the foot and running. So just drove her in the lake and said, peace, I'm out. God, this is a, one of those articles that just leaves so many things out. Like, when he's being charged with murder, you have to assume that he did this on purpose, right? Like, this well, is you an think they write that. Yeah. So one, he did it with witnesses because somebody called, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so that's bad move A, yeah. a bad murder technique strategy. Mm-hmm. And uh, two... Gosh, any other way in the world? That seems like a really, really, <laughs> yeah. really bad way to yeah. off Get your the mom. Job done. And like, why? Why did he try to kill his mom mm-hmm. with a broken leg? There's so many questions we need answered. And uh, Jeremy S. Williams, keep in the news because we want to find out. We want to get to the bottom of it. It seems like one of the stories we're going to have to track. You know, a lot of times when we have these Kansas stories, they keep popping up as the yeah. court case progresses. Speaking of that, Brennan, that reminds mm-hmm. me. We had a, uh, what was that kid's name that was, uh, uh, his parents owned like a, like the local hardware store and in some town in Kansas. Yeah, and, uh, yeah it was bad. He was basically raping everybody in sight. And uh, nobody, nobody could get on the jury because they all were sort of tainted by knowing the family. And yeah, the, they liked uh, the family and wanted to stay in their good graces, I yeah, guess. Yeah, because, yeah, you know. It anyway, was bad. Their tractor supply store was a very hot uh, spot for the, the local community. But I always wonder what happened to that guy. Did any of those multiple cases of rape stick? I always wonder. Uh, he did go to jail. It's amazing. I think the case that we followed, he didn't. But he, later on, because he kept raping, mm-hmm. um, ended yeah, he just up going couldn't to jail. Help Thank God. I, so I'm hoping he's still in prison. Well, I hope there's some raping still going on, but I hope he's now on the receiving end in a federal prison. So basketball season is over for us now. The uh, tournament is Purely a spectator sport for uh, teams I'm not interested in. Football's around the corner. I uh, drove by stadium the other day and saw the team practicing. It was a refreshing sight to see, Colin. Football is now our main focus again. Yep, yep. And I think it, uh, you know, I've always said that uh, Drinkwood strikes me as a guy who's just comfortable with his own skin, very confident. And mm. uh, the fact that he's having open practices and he's very straightforward with the press, I feel like sometimes – when the coaches are so cryptic and cagey and everything shut down, it speaks to a sort of insecurity or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just a lack of confidence in, in what they're doing. You know, they just, they're, they're so afraid of criticism. Incorrect. And that they just, what is it they're afraid of? Criticism. Yeah. That's criticism? A, criticism. Criticism. Incorrect. And, uh, I don't know. It just, I'm always like, what are you hiding? You know what I mean? Like, if you can go out there and kick somebody in the fucking teeth, you don't need, to you know, keep everything a state secret. Yeah, you know? but uh, well, yeah, you don't have to show everybody every play in your playbook. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but you know, like letting some fans watch practice, I don't feel like it's going to compromise our season in any way. And that's apparently so. Uh, Coach Drinkwitz feels the same. Yep, and I mean, obviously, we know we've got a depth at quarterback position. We've got some experience at the running back position. The line is being improved. Cer- I mean, certainly, we should have the experience all over the field, just based on the fact that NC- the NCAA is going to let players get an extra year of eligibility. And I know several. Mizzou student athletes are going to take advantage of that so it's exciting I, I really I can't wait for it to be here except that it means it's fall and it's going to get cold again and I'm ready for the cold to go away but and I guess what that's building up to Colin is obviously uh, all that spring practices weirdly I don't think even maybe some Mizzou fans realized today was our spring game I guess mm-hmm. the black and gold game uh, the defense shined is what the post-dispatch says in strange MU football spring game uh, it was weird I mean obviously Mizzou spring games aren't the most highly attended anyway in mm-hmm. general. T- and then you have the the really diehard people who went to watch the basketball team are who probably were likely to attend this are all out of the state. Or they could have been like us in golfing. <laughs> they also could have done that. You know, this the spring game is something that's like it's not a game. I mean they call it a spring game, but like mm-hmm. the rules change every year. There's no point. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like I remember there was a time when we first entered the SEC and like all things SEC, there's just like this dick measuring contest, you know, and like sixty one thousand people yeah. watched Georgia spring game. Yeah, they wanted to pack the house, and like I remember, I think early in the Barry Odom tenure, they like got like a bouncy house and yeah, all sorts of to, carnival stuff. We, went. we did, but the uh, weather was fucking terrible because mm-hmm. obviously this this Cold. spring game's in March and April, and uh, so you, it's always a crapshoot and what kind of weather you're going to get but they tried to really pack it out and then later on i think barry Odom just said fuck it i don't care who comes or who doesn't mm-hmm. come and to be fair like i think the rest of the league was like you know 
this isn't a revenue maker, so why are we trying to pack this thing? It's, yeah. It truly is just a dick measuring contest. And obviously, the uh, the number of fans they let in this game is low because of the COVID regulations and stuff. But what we saw was good defense. But I think that's to be expected. You're usually having good defense in the spring games because I just think it takes longer for the offenses to gel than the defenses in general. But we also have some real good strength and some real experience at defense, so it's good to see. What do you want out of the spring game? You want to see guys that you maybe don't see regularly or that you have only gotten glimpses of in the past years because they were freshmen or redshirting. It would be nice to see, you know, also being nice to see established players like Basilac have a field day in sort of this sort of situation. You know, you want to sort of like um, if you go watch a professional practice, you go to like a chief's training camp or whatever in St. Joe's. And when uh, Patrick Mahomes is going out there, he completes nine of nine passes and then they take him out and the rest of the practice is watching, you know, basically developmental players. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I would hope from a black and gold game is that Basilac goes out and goes, you know, nine for nine and, and then they just pull him and they start getting everybody else their work. Well, they did have a unique uh, setup this year, Colin, where they did a lot of like red zone situations and simulations. And that meant that uh, one thing you got to see a lot of was Harrison Mevis, who uh, knocked in about everything. Actually, I don't think he missed field goal or extra point. And uh, that's good to see. I mean, the thicker kicker was a real highlight from last year. Mm-hmm. He came and it came out of nowhere. I mean, we knew all about obviously Fatoni and and McCann, but uh, Harrison Mevis is he gives you a level of confidence that you don't always have with college kickers. But on top of that, we got our first look at Steve Wilkes' defense, and I think the impressive thing was that uh, they ran some new zone coverages, and they did it seemed to do it well. And uh, you know, he's only been on for what two months, and so the fact that he you know is implementing a system and they seem to be taking to it in such a short amount of time that's encouraging as well. Well, whatever it is, I, I hope it's simple. Um, and I, I'm always a fan of defenses that sort of let players just run around and hit people. You know, I don't want them to overthink it. I, I don't mind offenses getting complicated, and um, but I hate when people overdo the defense. You know, defenses go find somebody, hit them in the mouth. You know, they, they especially at the college level, the t- uh, practice time is so limited. You know, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. You just don't want to inundate these kids with anything too overly complicated what to take away from the spring game Colin I don't know you just don't get much I mean obviously they don't show you a lot of the playbook it's really for I think for the fans it's just a good opportunity to say like it's been months and months and months since we've seen football and here you go here's a little taste you know what I mean it's just like your drug dealer giving you a taste so you come back in the fall and you overdose on football yep that's right and uh, we will we absolutely will Mm -hmm. so uh, we're looking forward to seeing more of that we got to endure a summer with no football, and then before you know it, we'll be back, and it's going to be an exciting time. I'm curious, Colin, as we close out the show, to see how the Mizzou fan base reacts to this loss in basketball, and frankly, this season in basketball, maybe two weeks, a month from now, because I feel like the reaction the night of is always hot. It's hot, and it's also just like... It's not necessarily where people are going to settle down at. You know what I mean? Because I feel like a lot of times you see in the media, their immediate reaction is to not overreact. We don't want to be seen saying something that we're going to have to rescind or take back later. And so what they always want to do, even the people who do editorials and aren't just reporting, they want to lay off the, this guy's not going to work talk. But media types will start calling for heads or they will start looking for other answers eventually once sort of a a general attitude is sort of accepted amongst the fan base. And I think that maybe the Rock M Nation Twitter manager is undervaluing what a lot of fans are thinking right now. And who knows, maybe things will be, maybe we'll feel differently in two weeks, but I don't know. I think what we've seen is a team that had a lot of talent. They weren't coached well and they underperformed. And at the end of the day, we have not gotten this is a team that should have gotten farther than that team four years ago that made the tournament Colin you're right well I, I, mean, I just I just think that they are groomed for it and while you said like you said they may have had a better team four years ago from a talent standpoint this team had the experience and frankly had the schedule that they could have they should have been a better seed you know but people are rapping about the seed and where they got placed but that's because they lost like three out of their last five in the final home stretch you know if they didn't just had a 500 or a winning record. We were much. We were. We could yeah, have been a three seed. I remember that when it happened. I was a scout. Everybody was really 
at, mad about the seed is like guys yeah we, that's the bed we made yeah, you know what i mean I we know. lost down the stretch when you lose down the stretch you sort of lose control now, i could see us you know jumping up maybe like a seven seed or something yeah. but, but i mean like we were it, i didn't I, when we got the nine it wasn't like well how dare they you yeah, know what i mean i was no. like we kind of earned that yeah well and then we lost so like yeah. we can't complain about yeah. it apparently they were right <laughs> so I don't know. We'll let it shake out, and we'll see. We're coming at you with some podcasts when, I guess, when time allows for it. There's baseball coming up and all kinds of other things. There will be news, especially football-related, as we get closer and closer to uh, the fall season. So, anyway, sort of a downer of a night, but uh, ultimately, we're looking very forward to football. Yep. So, uh Follow us on Twitter. That's right. We're at Mazodcast, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And uh, you can email us. Send us an email, mazodcast at gmail.com. You can always follow our Patreon. We're always trying to add more and more stuff to that. And we're archiving some of the old shows. Anyway, uh, hope you, uh, hope you give it a listen. If your girlfriend hates us, maybe get to give us a second shot. Also, hey, guy whose girlfriend hates us, I just want to give you a special appeal right now. You know, maybe we're not your cup of tea. I get it. But, uh, you know, we're trying. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will respond to uh, critiques because we know we're pretty terrible. Yeah, so unless you're going to tell us, email us and tell us what we're doing wrong, get your ass in the kitchen and make a pie. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> Brennan does not endorse that statement. <laughs> on that note, M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Kansas pond water.